Hello, FCBC Walnut family and friends. During our Wednesday night prayer meetings, we're continuing our devotional series entitled More Than Sunday. And again, the purpose of our More Than Sunday series is just to encourage you and to remind you that being the church is so much more than simply attending a worship service for one or two hours on a Sunday morning. But More Than Sunday entails this idea that living for Christ together and being a church is really to build rhythms into our lives where where we practice these rhythms Monday Monday through Saturday and on Sunday morning when we come together it's really a celebration of the life that we already live and I've entitled today's devotional more than Sunday elements more than Sunday elements and when I say elements I'm referring to the unleavened bread which represents Jesus's body which was given for us and the cup the cup of wine or juice that represents his blood that was shed for us. And we know that the Lord's Supper is taken as a memorial, that we're not literally uh, eating Jesus' body, we're not literally drinking his blood, but instead we are remembering his death and resurrection. But by partaking in the body of Christ, we're, we're basically saying that we're part of the body of Christ, that we are united to Christ. It's part of our union with Christ. And because of that, every person who takes the Lord's Supper must be purified unto Christ, meaning the Lord's Supper is only for believers and it's only for baptized believers. And I know that for some churches, they reserve that only for their covenant members. I know in our church, we, we, uh, we serve the Lord's Supper to any baptized believer in good standing, uh, whether you're a member or you're visiting with us uh, and you're a faithful member of another church body, we welcome you to join us for the Lord's Supper. But I think that oftentimes we think of the Lord's Supper as something that we do just on Sundays. And for our church, we do the Lord's Supper once a month. We take communion once a month. And so it's very easy to, to think, okay, the Lord's Supper, that's what I got to do once a month on a Sunday morning in a worship service. Now that's true, but preparing your hearts and preparing your lives to take the Lord's Supper is much more than a Sunday morning activity, tradition, or ritual. In fact, it, it is a Monday through Saturday 24-7 lifestyle of living for Christ. It is a lifestyle of confession, repentance, and reconciliation. I, I want you to see one small passage from 1 Corinthians 11. Now, 1 Corinthians 11 is the famous passage where the Apostle Paul talks about the elements, the bread, and the cup. But here, I just want you to look at verses 27 and 28. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. Here's what Paul says. He says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an un worthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. So what is that? What is an unworthy manner? Well, we'll explain that, but let's first read verse 28. <clears throat> verse 28 says, let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Well, to take the Lord's Supper uh, in an unworthy manner would be to take the Lord's Supper without confessing your sin without being reconciled to God, without repentance, without having a heart that's been examined. So oftentimes, 
times before taking the bread and the cup, usually one of the pastors will lead you to confess your sins, lead you to have a, a moment of solemn, of silence or, or of, of solemn reflection, just so that you can make sure that your heart is pure of God. But this shouldn't be something that you do after you, you're at church on Sunday morning or whether you're logging in for the live stream, but this is something that you ought to do every single day. Go before the Lord, make sure that your sins are, are, are confessed. And again, we know that salvation is not by works, it's by by faith in Christ alone. but So these aren't legalistic hoops to jump through, but what we're saying is that we're consistently living reconciled to God. But not only that, we know that 1 Corinthians gives a context where, where Paul wrote to the Corinthians challenging them regarding their relationships, to reconcile broken and sinful relationships. Therefore, I think for us, this is not only a, a life of confession, and repentance before God, but are we seeking to make sure that all of our relationships are reconciled? Now, I know that for some of you, uh, you've tried to reconcile, but the other party refuses to. And I want to say that if you're going before another Christian who claims to believe in the gospel, and if you've done your part, I I'm talking about you're not going in there with pride, you're not going there like, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, apology is, is a defense, is an argument, right? Not going in that way, but actually going and asking for forgiveness. As, actually owning up to your sin and saying, look, you know, I, I know we have a conflict, but here's my sin. Uh, if there's any other ways that I've sinned against you and I can't see it, uh, please let me know. I'm here to listen. I want to reconcile. And if they say, no, I refuse to forgive you. I don't want to reconcile. Uh, then that's between them and God. Right? If they claim to be a Christian, then that's between them and God. Because you've taken the steps to reconcile, you take the Lord's Supper and do it with a clear conscience, knowing that you've tried your best to obey the Lord to the best of your ability. Now, when you're talking about reconciling with a neighbor of yours, whether it's a coworker or an actual neighbor or an, uh, a friend or someone who is not a Christian, then we have to be sober and, re and be reminded that that, that individual does not yet have the power of the gospel, right, to, to fully think the way you think, and they haven't experienced the reconciliation, the forgiveness of Christ, so then it's very hard for them to have the spiritual power to forgive you in the way where you would understand. So I think that's where you as a Christian, it's more about being a witness. You try to seek, you try to ask for forgiveness, you try to say sorry, you try to go and reconcile the relationships. But if that unbeliever, that non-Christian rejects you, then you've also done your part and you try your best just to be loving. So once again, I, th I think there's three things that we need to focus on. One, uh, before you take the Lord's Supper and the bread, one, uh, have you confessed your sins to, so that your heart is pure before God? Two, are you repenting? It's one thing just to confess. Are you living in repentance? Saying, Lord, change me and I'm taking steps to change, not by works, but through the power of your spirit and through the encouragement of your community. And thirdly, are you seeking to make sure all of your relationships are reconciled? And so we hope to lead you through the Lord's Supper uh, this weekend uh, as, as, as we partake together as the body of Christ. We love you more than you know. Hope to see you next time.